0: Welcome to episode number 10 of Developer Melange, the podcast about developing software in the 21st century directly from Vienna, Austria. Developer Melange brings you regular discussions about everything software development.
1: You can find us online on developermelange.github.io and you can follow us on twitter via at M-E-L-A-N-G-E.
0: We are very keen on learning what you think about this show or the podcast itself. So please reach out for us on Twitter or leave your comments on our website. We appreciate all of your feedback. And now, here are your hosts.
1: My name is Christian Haas. By day, I work on safety-critical software in Java and C++.
0: And by night, I develop on open source in Go. My name is Paolo Herzger. I am a software developer with the heart of a tester. Our guest
1: today is again Gottfried Singh and has been working as an IT freelancer for about 20 years. Thirty years ago, he had his first contact with a computer, a C64, and stayed with the computer. Since then, he has always been involved with IT in a variety of ways. Initially as a software developer, Java, and recently Kotlin, and in the last years more and more in the role as requirements engineer or architect. What he loves about IT are the many technical possibilities and the contact with people. Technically, there is always something to learn, and through the user, you always learn new from foreign domains. He mainly builds on distributed systems, where he works as a business analyst, architect, and partly as a
2: developer. He
1: likes to take care of the design of software. Hello again, Gottfried.
2: Hello. Thanks for having me on the show.
0: Hello. Yeah, so it's my pleasure to introduce the topic for this episode. And in this episode, uh, we would like to talk about what are the, the channels of communication that we are using to keep us up to date or to learn new things on the other side. And how did that maybe change over the years?
1: So you mean in general about staying on the state-of-the-art topics, like immediate news of whatever technology or personnel you, uh, news, as and then also including whatever means you take to learn on a new topic in-depth. Is this
0: both? For me, I would more think of the first of the first thing, but of course the second one comes in, comes in as well Mm as.
1: So how do we, or how do I get immediate news Well, Twitter is is quite very direct in this regard?
0: I think for me that's basically for the last two, three years it's my main input is Twitter, I have to admit.
2: For for me as well, but now the last couple of years, maybe one or two years, also LinkedIn became more and more important for me uh-huh. because this is a different kind of community, different channel with different yeah. input, different information. Mm-hmm. So it sounded like first to be more like marketing material, some of sometimes, but now it's really getting also you get getting technical details. You can find some posts about some papers as well. like this this normal marketing brochures that you can download somewhere else yeah that's true these these two twitter and and linkedin together combined is actually a very good medium set of medium Mm -hmm. to get Mm -hmm. to keep up to date actually
0: exactly you mentioned hashtags before do you regarding twitter do you really search by hashtags or do you have your custom lists
1: i have my custom lists for that so on the topics that i'm interested i'm then, trying to figure out what the appropriate hashtag is, mm-hmm. or the more the, the most used one, because as freely as they are used, not necessarily all the topics are then on the one hashtag, then then use a slightly different one and ending up with i don 't know some news outlets that post i don 't know uh, three words, and then the rest of the tweet is just hashtags. Mm-hmm. those are already blocked because i don 't see any purpose in that one <laughs> so, yeah. so. Uh, no i 'm looking for I have a few columns on Twitter where I have my selected hashtags okay. and or add users on that one. Mm-hmm. So, now thinking about this, um, Twitter is, of course, just one source because on, on Twitter, it's, it's more like an, a noise on the side, I would say. Occasionally I look on my on my um, Twitter feed, or rather TweetDeck, I'm using TweetDeck because mm-hmm. then I'm a little bit more organized in, that re- in, this, in this regard. Every few, I don't know, half an hour, hour, or perhaps once a day, whatever it is, I only look and then scroll through, the, through my columns and, and try to see something that piques my interest for the, mm-hmm. for the second. And I rarely click through all the links that I see there. Yet what I do also have is I have a deliberate uh, time slot in the week where I'm looking at slash dot articles that the user collect. And because they then also give me a good sense of what is happening on a technically broader sense because they also include, I don't know, semi-related political news or whatever happens in cryptography or AI or beyond what is directly on on the technical aspect in terms of software code.
2: This this is the way how how to get out of the bubble that you're actually having when you're just on Twitter, you have your own followers, you have your own tweets that you're actually consuming. This is the way that you can actually break out and can get some new input. Jump into
0: another bubble.
2: It's Not another bubble.
0: No. But it's it's okay for for people uh, ignorant to what Slashdot actually is. As me, I'm just knowing by the name, but I've never looked into it. What? How does it differ from Twitter, from Stack Overflow, from whatever?
1: My crude comparison would be it's. uh, Similar to Reddit, Reddit, where people can contribute some news. Yeah. So they, there's not just a small team that's looking for various news happening around the world and then yeah. post them there. Members can contribute. Uh, User generated
2: content, but I, I think there's more quality control behind. So not every content is actually published on the page because it's, you, you have many clicks usually on, on Slashdot. But it's really selective what is, gets posted. Mm-hmm. And it's not just that you're posting a link, you also have next to the link or whatever, you have a short description and your opinion actually, and linking to the original source of the document
1: whatever. So it's, it's still, uh, I would consider it a softly curated list uh, of information, yet still open enough to, like you said, going beyond the bubble, and this is something that I'm... Uh, not not consciously uh, try to avoid, but now that you mention it, it's pretty much yeah. one of the reasons why I mm. keep coming back to that. Because I want to get out of my bubble that I
0: created on my own or whatever I got and did. But is there some big company, organization, whatever behind this? So who is moderating?
1: To be honest, I have no idea
0: okay. how, how they are related. Okay.
1: Mm-hmm. And this is what I, I take. so half an hour, one hour per week. Simply go through the pages. I'm not necessarily reading every article that is linked mm-hmm. there, but rather at least the titles and the descriptions, and then whatever piques my interest, I then continue on. And mm-hmm. this is also where I get some sense of what is happening currently in in the broader area of mm-hmm. IT. The yeah. world. Mm-hmm. Whereas Twitter is, is more on a personal level. Because yeah, on Twitter I have... Even even, with, uh, even when looking on hashtags, I only, well, I then see various uh, reports, short snippets of individuals rather than news posts of some sort of quality from, from news outlets in any sense.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, the last half a year was actually also Telegram a part of my communications channel because there are channels and then you have groups and then you can actually passively consume the channels you can just read about various topics but there was also a group and there's one group very active in Vienna not related to development but this is also 300 people from Vienna talking about okay. a specific, uh, cool. specific topic and this is also...
0: But you great. have to be subscribed to that group so it's not yeah. just... Yeah. Okay.
2: But this is just pushing a button Sure, okay
1: Mm-hmm. For, so me, for me the next level would then be YouTube, YouTube. Yeah. for a long time about 2 or 3 years I was also actively following certain training channels I have uh-huh. no, no better idea yeah. like already had some good videos uh, also from conferences and they collected so essentially mm-hmm. channels that collect various conferences and, mm-hmm. and recordings of conferences okay. or and or interviews on these conferences
0: so you used then YouTube as a first level source of of lookup, for example, so you actually got went to YouTube and looked up topics there or followed the the people there.
1: Uh, not people, but rather the, or, the, or the, the channels or these it is. channels, yeah. yeah. And I guess also coming to them via the algorithm sooner or later by looking at various technical mm-hmm. videos. Then sooner or later I got more and more of those uh, proposed, and then I realized, okay, this is a channel that mm-hmm. hasn't. Then I. Subscribe to them. Okay.
2: These are then more long videos, with an hour about. Yeah, twenty minutes, forty uh, what, minutes, whatever. 16, right.
0: Yeah, right. Okay. Yeah. So, since as for I think two years now, my my daughter has this uses the same Google account for her phone. <laughs> the suggestion list of Google <laughs> is far off what I'm really interested in. Yeah,
2: so. <laughs> Maybe it's the other way around as well. <laughs> yeah, what is, what is my dad watching? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: but uh, do you f- or, or I did, for example, years ago? I have um, subscribed to several blog posts, uh, blog channels, RSS feeds from some people, and I really had a big curated, so for myself, curated list, and with tags and stuff, and. Sometime, I think, when Google um, stopped promoting this Google Reader, Mm. I think I stopped. I I somehow switched to Feedly to this app uh, or service, and then I completely stopped reading or taking notice of any RSS feed.
2: For, for me there's no sense actually collecting the RSS feeds because all of them are cross-posting either on Twitter or on LinkedIn as well yes, exactly. I mean newspapers as well. Yeah, exactly. So I can see the other the tweets yeah. and all the exactly, yeah. headlines. Yeah. So.
0: Yes, and one thing where I am uh, currently also sub- subscribing RSS feeds is my podcast app. So I have a number of podcasts regarding technical topics and other topics as well. and yeah, I'm constantly looking there, and during commute, I see what I'm currently in the mood of listening to, if I am at all, and, and then I, I get some information.
2: Podcasts everywhere.
0: Podcasts everywhere, yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> all around the world. Um, for me, also, another source actually to get new information or deeper information are meetups.
0: Yeah, yeah exactly
2: this is not only the, the social media that can a consumer never have time, but also meetups where I have to actually say I, I'm going to save this time slot of two or three hours just for this topic for this yeah. group of guys and also different areas as well sometimes yeah. what I'm not doing like testing yeah <laughs> <laughs> and I, I think
0: so when I think about how I learned to know you, Gottfried, or how I learned to know you, Christian. It's all about some kind of community events. So, Christian, we know each other from the coding dojo mm-hmm. area. So I think that is also a very important part for me. I, unfortunately, I don't have that much time in the last uh, the last month to to really attend to those. But I, I really think they were very important for me, and I hopefully can be very important again. And Gottfried, we know each other from microservices. from microservices meetup in Vienna, from the DDD meetup in Vienna, or now we've been to the test automation meetup, for example. And it's yeah, that's I think really important to to know the people. And mm. if you come there on a regular basis, there are the typical ten to twenty people that you are meeting almost everywhere, and, <laughs> and you you like and like mm. discussing with them. And I think that's really very important because. So you learn to know the, also the local community, not just the celebrities and, and people on the worldwide internet, but, but also on the local community and I think that's very important.
2: And the meetup community here is really active. Yeah, absolutely. At least for the couple of meetups I have time to go to and this, yeah. these guys are really great. Yeah. Organizers and the, the guests as well and the speakers most of the time as well. Yeah. Yeah. And conferences? Yeah. To stay up to date?
1: With conferences, I'm I'm torn. At least, um, on one hand, conferences are the big places where where you then can meet other people and or get possibly the big names. Though the, the the I believe known problem now with the conferences is now that they become more and more outlets for uh, various companies to simply make some advertisement yeah. for for them. So this is a mixed bag of feelings and then there are the unconferences which is pretty much the counter movement where the content is driven by the participants and Mm -hmm. provided by the participants which i also enjoyed for a few years and especially with the with the socrates software crafting and testing conference originating in germany and now all over europe and i saw myself enjoying being part in these conferences, the first times I was there and, then, and, and pretty much every time I had, I had my horizon broadened, essentially. Though with the most, more recent ones uh, that feeling stopped, or at least was reduced to, okay, I'm getting here to the conference, making a few contacts here and there, and then there's hardly anything that I see, okay, this is something that is new that I now also want to, to
2: catch on myself. Yeah, but why? Do you know the reason behind why this happened? I, Is this because of the conference or because you, you I are don't more think,
1: experienced? I don't think it's it's a reason from the conference. It might be because the, the at least at the Socrates I saw that sometimes the either the topics were discussed on the bleeding edge of software crafting, for, for instance, where people were still discussing whether to do this or do that, and I'm not so happy with participating in, in these discussions as I'm more confident in, I would say, more established practices that are, I don't know, defined by books and the, the, the majority of at least that group can, can say, yeah, okay, this is how you should do it. And Then I can go back into my own teams and say, okay, this is how we, how we want to plan it. People have uh, already walked that path and they have a plan how to do how to uh, yeah. uh, implement this whereas if i if if i would like to join on the people on the forefront i would have to first of all have my an opinion on my own in terms of where this this topic whatever should be going in which i don't necessarily have and then also be know, strong enough to uh, defend that opinion against various other's opinions and this is pretty much not my type so i'm more interested in rather established topics and these although i've had several of them being shown in my first visits of Socrates, the, the 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 amount of these topics or the I don't know the set of these topics um, has ended in terms of uh, there is hardly mm. anything new for me there. Mm. So it's less of an issue of the conference; it's more of an issue with me than what my expectations would mm. be. Mm. So this is one one reason.
0: Well, f- for me a, I've been to Socrates in, in Linz, I think three times now, and I enjoyed it every, every every year, and and I think there were t- the variety of topics and the, the the broad area of topics is is really so welcoming. In every slot, I could find something, and if I wouldn't find something, I found other people standing around and talking about interesting stuff that is not on the on the agenda. Mm-hmm. So for me, it's it's really a very very well invested time. Mm-hmm and almost no money, so money is not the topic
2: there. So it's worth the effort to go to... Definitely. Yeah, Yeah,
0: absolutely. So this year's Socrates Austria is October 4 to 5 in Linz. So check it out. It's really worth going there. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And if you get a chance, the Socrates in Germany, the original one, I would say, with uh, so many People that want to go there, that they already have a a ticket lottery for years now. So if you if you can manage to get a ticket, this is also highly recommended
0: to get to the origin. Is it in in Nuremberg the Uh, origin?
1: No, it's in Soltau. Ah,
0: yeah, I see. Mm -hmm. Because in in Linz, I, I learned to know one guy from Germany, from Nuremberg, and. And since I'm following, following him, I always see how many things and, uh, and stuff is going on in Nuremberg mm-hmm. regarding this. So I'm really considering going there one time. It's just
2: for work or for weekends. <laughs> it
0: could be a combination of both. It's a nice town.
2: <laughs> no, but the, the topic I have is with conferences. Some of them are really interesting, but as long as they're not marketing yeah. events under the umbrella of conference for developers, whatever. Um, But what I have is actually most of the talks you can already see, check out on on YouTube. I mean, usually the the usual suspects on the the conferences, you have the same speakers with the same topic, with the same slide, and everything the same. And when you're going to YouTube and you can see it there as well. There's no sense to go to the conference, I mean. invest a lot of time and money as well maybe you
1: know the the conferences these conferences which essentially end up on YouTube it's you have more use on on, from them being there between between the sessions that are not recorded
2: but then it's sometimes really crowded because when you're going between the sessions you have a a really tough agenda Mm -hmm. You, you have to go one to the next one you have a couple of minutes break and the only thing that you have is you have in the morning the, the session, the possibility to talk during the, the breakfast and you have the lunch time then you have the dinner and actually that's all, I mean, but this is spending two or three days is just not worth yeah.
0: So one, the, the last commercial conference I've been to or we've been to, God forbid you were there as well, was the DDD Europe the end of, of January and I think this is in that case, a somewhat special conferences, conference because I think it's always trying to be on the bleeding edge of what the current DDD community is talking about. Because most of the prominent proponents of the DDD community, starting mm-hmm. down from Eric Evans, are there and discussing things and making up their minds about how the progress is going in the next year or has gone in the last year. And so it's really interesting. and what a really especially like at the ddd europe conference is the whiteboard standing around in the hallway so it's not just about going to talks and listening to what someone (laughs) has prepared and and brings to you and shows to you but go out of the of the hall and get into the uh, of, of the of the meeting room and get out to the hallway and discuss something what is on your mind take a whiteboard grab some people and discuss it all the day long if you want, and that's really cool, that's really cool.
2: This, this conference is a really good example because you have a lot of time in the morning and also between the sessions there's not the rush that you have to run from one place to another one, so you can stay there, you can talk to the guys as well in between, and this is really nice, it's nice and cozy, everyone is next to each other, you're sitting next to Eric Evans, whatever. Yeah. And it's just nice to see actually that there is a really a crowd and this is really something going on with this community. Yeah, absolutely. It's not just an old book with an old community, it's yeah. <laughs> an old book with a new community. <laughs> yeah. And a lot of new ideas every year, yeah. not the second time and every, every year I'm taking something new with me. Yeah. New ideas. Absolutely. New, new concepts as well. And
1: for me then the next layer would then be books essentially. So, if I already have a specific topic that I'm interested in and want to learn more, books are pretty much the, the, the final resource for me then to learn on a topic. And, well, l- learn from someone, someone or something else, and then finally practicing on my own. And practice doing it yourself and learning on, from your own mis- mistakes is then the final frontier, at last to learn something new.
2: Books is important, but it's time-consuming takes so long and it's really you have to find the time well so. this is
1: pretty much the uh, like
2: the saying goes with someone
1: can explain something to you but they can't understand it for you mm. so uh, to understand something also takes time and for me the the book is in in book together with with your own practice is a mm. good mixture for me then mm. to internalize
2: the actual topic you read your videos on it all YouTube and Twitter mm-hmm. is not everything. It's just uh, no. the tip of the iceberg.
0: What are the last books, technical books you read?
2: Actually, I read a couple of paper, uh, papers. Okay. The one that we actually, Paul and I wanted to go to the. Meetup. Papers we love meetup. Yeah, papers we love meetup about software aging. Yes. This was very interesting. And also last time, I was also reading, of course, something about GDD, mm. was looking up some special, special topics. The Blue Book, the Bible, more or less.
0: So Blue Book is the domain-driven design by Eric. Abel. This is the Bible.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the Red Book as well. Yeah. yeah. Uh, two other books I had actually was from, <laughs> totally unrelated to software development. It's software development, but it's software development in the blockchain. Mm-hmm. It's about Bitcoin and Ethereum, two great books of Andreas. I cannot pronounce the name mm-hmm. because it's a Greek name. It's a very great books.
0: I heard you recently talking about blockchain a lot. So I guess yeah. we should get into that topic a little bit deeper sometime.
2: <laughs> just an interesting topic.
0: Yeah.
2: Completely new technology, completely new ways how to work with data and. and mm-hmm. Programs, yeah. if you want to call this I guess programs. we should
0: go into it in another episode. Cool stuff, yeah. Okay, so I guess we should we could wrap up this topic. I think a lot of interesting possibilities to get up to speed, to get our news, many many ways to also to contribute to some kind of community, and yeah. Again, with every medium, some different kinds of interaction and behavior comes along and I'm looking forward to all the things coming here.
1: Well, speaking of which, so what are the current or upcoming events in Vienna that we can
0: announce? Yeah, there are some code retreats now. It's it's now as the time of the recording, it's March two thousand nineteen, and I think there has been have been two already, two two day, uh, two um, one day, full day, Saturday code retreats. Uh, I have not been there, but you have been on the first one, yes. and now on Twitter I heard the noise about the uh, the last one. People really liked it, and as far as we know, the people did a. Often coming to this code retreats, we absolutely believe. I think that it will be a, a awesome um, opportunity to go deep into software crafting and and have a fun day with very experienced and and welcoming people.
1: They are happening every every two months, so the next one would be in May.
0: And of course, no matter where you are in maybe Austria or in the in the German speaking area, it's softwarekammer.com softwerkskammer.org is always a good place to go if you want to have uh, an overview of any activities in that in that regard then i want to uh, lead the focus to the call for papers that is open for the agile tour vienna agile tour vienna will be in i guess september it's this year on a friday and call for papers is open i think until end of june about So, if someone wants to contribute something to this. Okay, so otherwise, let's call this another episode of Developer Melange.